This is definitively uncertain. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 61 of Definitively Uncertain. I am John Colbert, with me as always. Adele Colbert. And today, we're talking about something that I like to think I know quite a bit about. I would say you do. I would like to think I knew. I don't know everything. That would be very conceited of me to think that I know everything about this. Because there's certain aspects of this industry that I just never done before. But yep. from my experience, I think I'm pretty good at knowing this. So, yeah. what are we talking about? Truck driving. Truck driving? Okay, so what we're actually talking about is not just truck driving, but kind of the industry. And, uh, you know, and some of the stuff that I know and some of the stuff that I think about and uh, some things that might be flawed. Mm-hmm. But Adele has some questions for me. So I think we should probably do that before I start rambling on and then maybe answer some of your questions. Yeah. Before, you know, because yeah. I do that. Probably. Sometimes I do that. It's like you could go on a tangent and I'm like, well, questions one through six are answered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to start off, what kind of stuff did you deliver when you were doing like long haul and truck driving stuff? Uh, well, mostly I did flat deck work. So it's anything that would fit on a flat deck. So it could be um, machinery, sea cans, hay. Um, I've moved lots of equipment. That was a big one. Uh, yeah, anything that would fit on a flat deck. Cool. Yeah. So did you ever do deliveries with other people or was it usually just you? Uh, most of the time it was just just myself. But um, usually if you had a run, you would have a run like three trucks would be loaded going to the same place. Mm-hmm. So you're you're running with people, but no one was actually with you. Mm-hmm. Like no one was in the truck with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a... Uh, so what was the longest trip you ever did? Well, I guess it would be uh, Texas. Texas would be the longest one. Yeah. Yeah, I went all the way down to Texas. It was a... I did that run a lot, though. Mm -hmm. I went down to Texas a lot. Um, But if you wanted to say, like, the longest, like, time I was away from home, it was Mm -hmm. almost a month. Yeah. I was almost gone for, I think it was 28 days I was gone for, like, in consecutively. Yeah. And then came home for a day and a half and had to go back out again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that sucks. Yeah. So... Going to Texas the first time must have been kind of exciting. Did it ever get boring after that? Or did you always like that run? I always liked driving. Like, so I never really get bored. Mm -hmm. There's certain roads that are boring, but I always, I don't know, I can always keep myself occupied. Uh, The the first time I went down to Texas was kind of fun, though, because I was oversized. I had to follow a certain route Mm -hmm. because certain bridges are too low so i would have to bypass those bridges and there was a lot to learn it keeps you keeps you pretty alert but i was driving down uh towards the montana border Mm -hmm. and uh i I saw my first antelope and i was like oh my god an antelope i'm like this is so cool Mm -hmm. or or a pronghorn is what they i think that's what else they're called so I'm like, an antelope, that's so cool. And then I drove a little bit more, and I saw another one. 
And by the time I crossed into Montana, I was over it. I, saw, I probably <laughs> saw 500 antelope. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. Like, there were just packs of, like, 10 or 20 or 30 just mm-hmm. in fields. And I'm like, holy, sh- they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, so that was kind of, it was funny how quick I got over that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't bring my cameras, which sucked. Yeah. But I didn't really have time to take pictures either for wildlife, so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think the most the the most frustrating part about truck driving is? Dispatchers. Dispatchers? Yeah, so um and it's it's the whole industry in general. So when you're driving and you're oversized, you get paid 51 cents a mile, say, right? Or 57 cents a mile or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um but so you're relying on your dispatcher to tell you where you have to go to go pick up your next thing. Yeah. And then there's times where just the communication's horrible and that makes a shitty dispatcher. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not even just their fault. Sometimes it's uh, the customer's fault. Yep. Like that whole, it's a whole broken down communication. I would prefer to talk to the person that I'm going to pick up the stuff from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like as soon as, my dispatcher told me where I was going and she'd be like, okay, so I sent you all your information and then I had a little printer. Mm-hmm. So I would, it would print that out for me. Yep. And right away I would call them and I'd be like, okay, so I'm coming to this address, right? Yes. And so I check Mark off. That's where I'm going. Yep. Am I able to park there? You know, like overnight, if I show up, if I get there, you know, at night, like, am I able to just park out front? You know, yep. I ask all those questions, but there's a lot of drivers out there that don't. They just get their information, they take off, and then they're mad because the information isn't right. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you did just 10 minutes worth of talking to somebody, you you'd know, know, yeah, you'd know for sure. Um, like there was a time, like I was, I was delivering hay from um, South Dakota to Saskatchewan. Yep. And we got, I was running with another guy and he was, he's a veteran and we crossed the border. We get to Saskatchewan, stop to have a coffee real quick and call the customer. Cause we were about 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Call him. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, I canceled that order. I don't want that. Hey, so, what? so we call up the dispatcher and we're like, okay, so we're both here loaded up with hay. Like, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys that they canceled that. Just sit tight. So we sat there for a day and a half mm-hmm. while he tried to find someone else to buy the hay. Like, it it was frustrating because um, what they do when they tell you to sit tight, if they don't have an answer for you, you end up, you have to reset. So you're only allowed so many hours in a, in a week or in a two-week period mm-hmm. to drive. And then you have to take 36 hours off and then it resets. So mm-hmm. then your hours are all back. So what we had to do is we had to reset while we waited for this. But we were in bumfuck nowhere. It was a little tiny SO gas station that just had enough room for our two trucks to park along the side. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah. You know, it was just a, it was a bad situation. So your dispatcher is like your middleman. Yeah. It's, it's the guy between who's buying it in the, the delivery. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that's made. And they're also the ones that are making sure that the drivers are doing what they're supposed to be doing too. Mm-hmm. So if you're slacking off or, you know, if you spend 
six days getting somewhere and it should only took you five you know they're calling you up going what's taking so long what's going on whatever right yeah or if you have a problem with the truck you can call them you know stuff like that so yeah they're 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 your go-to person for basically the whole all your needs Mm -hmm. yeah and sometimes it's just frustrating it is so what are some of the perks about long haul like do you like is it like going to new places? Is it getting to experience different things? Like, well, <clears throat> truck driving has become uh, very the same. It's just uh, it's, like monotonous. Yeah, because um, companies have realized that you know if they put in a gas station and lots of parking and they have a restaurant, that you'll just go to that place. You know, so for us, it was Flying J's. We got a discount and our fuel cards were with Flying J's. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to drive and see new things, but it sucked at the same time that I was always going to a Flying J restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was always going to Flying J to fill up, to park, to sleep, get up and go again. So it was the same thing all the time. It was the same, same store. All the layouts are the same. Yep. It's the same Denny's. It's the same everything yeah right so it kind of sucked in that retrospect Mm -hmm. um but if you're running with a few good guys it can be fun too like um well my friend dustin for Mm -hmm. example when i ran with him i loved running with him he was so much fun he was just a funny dude um you know and he always wanted to try new things too where a lot of the guys that have been out on the road they, they just don't have that sense of adventure anymore you know they're just they're waiting for this they're bitching about the dispatch they don't want to do that this is crap you know it's just a lot of arguing and complaining and and talking shit about other drivers like it's just it's basically high school with beards (laughs) and bo gross yeah or they're always talking about their trucks yeah yeah, it's like so. You know, what do you got? You know, what do you got under the hood? What do you got for here? What do you mm-hmm. got for there? You know, and I, I knew what I had in my truck. I just it didn't interest me to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were like, you know, what kind of engine you got? And I was like, a red one. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. I, I basically tried to stop the conversation before it even started. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but. It was, I think, the traveling and just seeing new things. That was the perks, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I met Dustin on the road. So, you know, that was a perk, too. He's a good friend of mine now. He's one of my best friends. So yeah. it's a, it's definitely, you know, I wouldn't have traded the shitty times because I made a great friend out of it, too. He's like mm-hmm. family, so. So I've only got one more question, but we can talk more after this. So... Um, you're on the road for how long each day? Like what, what's your max hours in a day? It depends on Canada or the U S. Okay. So in the U S it's 10 hours driving time you're allowed to have. And in Canada it's 13 hours. Okay. So you're on your, you're on the, on the road for 10 or 13 hours a day. Um, does that ever get boring? And if it does, what do you do to like keep yourself entertained? Is it music? Do you like make up some kind of game or what kind of stuff well you're always constantly looking at your load and stuff like that making sure that your straps are tight you know you're driving down the road yeah it's 
um, for me, it was mostly just being aware of my surroundings always kind of keeps me awake. So if I'm always, my eyes are always moving, I know what's around me, ahead of me, you know, stuff like that. It kind of keeps you more alert. Like the more you can move around and, and keep yourself aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. keeps your mind busy. And then, it, so that's good. Um, the other thing is uh, calling calling people. Calling people? <laughs> yeah, because you you'd have your Bluetooth headset on, right? Yeah. And then you'd, I, I'd call mom and talk to mom for like an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> other truckers that I met along the way, you know, they call me up, we talk or whatever. And yeah. so there was that um, and podcasts, to be honest with you. That's kind of how it all started. Cool. Yeah, I started listening to podcasts when I started driving just because I was tired of the same radio stations and then um, sometimes no radio stations because, mm-hmm. you know, you're driving, so you're changing places. So yeah, you lose one station, then you got to try to find another one and just got to a point where I was like, I should just podcast, you know? Yeah. It was either iTunes or podcast for me. So And uh, yeah, I, I think it worked out pretty good like for yeah. me. Because, you know, a Joe Rogan podcast was three hours sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, three hours out of the day. You know, if you listen to three of them, you were pretty well done for the day, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, I just thought of another question. Did you ever get stuck somewhere or did you always like time things out pretty well? I'm usually pretty good at my time management. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I'm like. That's what I would be the most worried about is like not maybe not getting somewhere because maybe there was like a lot of traffic and it took you longer than you were expecting or yeah no for me i was always i'm always early Mm -hmm. i'm always early so i always make sure that i'm there like if i had to be there the the or if i had to be there at seven Mm -hmm. i'd be there by five yeah you know like i was always it's kind of the way it was unless it was time sensitive and I couldn't get in until that exact time. Yeah. Then I would find somewhere cl- close to park, and then I would just leave from there to to the destination when it was close. Yep. For time, yeah. There was a the only one time I got actually I had to sit over for a couple of days was in Las Vegas. I had to sit um, because I was oversized and I couldn't run on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit there, but I was close enough. I was actually going, I was delivering out to California. So, mm-hmm. and I was like right on the edge. So I stayed um, at a Flying J parking lot, <laughs> but it had a, but it had a casino near it. Oh, cool. So it was kind of fun. And I actually, I think I won like $1,100 that weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was like, I was just, I was playing like those penny machines. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just started going crazy, and it was like seven hundred and fifty dollars. And I was like, "That's awesome! <laughs> it's so like, nice!" Yeah. So then I was like, "I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore." But that was like the first hour I was there out of two days. So yeah. I was like, "Maybe I'll play a little bit more." Yeah. So then I went back to that casino, and I was like, I kept looking at the same machine I won on, and I was like, "There's no way," you know. Like it was a fun game to kind of play, though. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, oh, screw it, I'll play it again. And then I lost about, I don't know, 150 bucks or something, but then I won 500 again. Nice. So I was like, all right, no, seriously, I'm done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> like, it was, yes, yeah, so it was about 1,100 bucks I won. Yep. And that was US. So I was like, yeah. So, nice. Yeah. So I know it was funny too, because 
I was kind of sick of sleeping in the truck. So I was like, I wonder if I could just get a room here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lock the doors in the truck and just go sleep in there. But I didn't do it. I was just too cheap. I was like, no, nope, I made 1100 bucks. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I think the the part I didn't like about long haul, it was you weren't home yeah. every night. That's the part I hated the most. Yeah. It is. Not being home. Just not seeing you guys, you know. And um, I know I've talked about, like, integrity before, mm-hmm. you know. And that, that industry is, is kind of horrible for bullshitting you. Um, that's kind of one of the problems. They're, you know, they'll tell you anything you want to get you in that seat and then they think that once you're in there that's it you're, you know mm-hmm. you're you're in so they can just kind of tell you to do whatever yeah you know they they told me that i'd be gone usually for two weeks and then i'd be home for at least a whole weekend and then i would be gone again and it didn't turn out that way no i was gone I would usually come home Friday night, really late. I'd get up, I'd have Saturday with you guys, and then I would be packing up and going again mm-hmm. on Sunday. So that's not a whole weekend. I had a day, yeah, you know, with you guys, realistically. So that kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is that you're paid by the mile. And um, they've really worked on... Um, that sense of urgency and you know so if you're out more if you're out on the road more you make more money mm-hmm. you know but they they uh that whole part of the industry kind of sucks yeah it really does like if you start breaking it down for the amount of hours you run and you know you're doing stuff to your truck because you don't put yourself on the clock like there'd be times where i would have to just retie down my my load Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd be parked already. I wouldn't mark that down as time because I was parked and I don't, I only have a certain amount of time to drive. So, you know, for me, I would just, I would tie something down, you know, restrap it or something if it came loose or I just didn't like it, you know, and you start figuring out all that time and how far away you're gone. And then you realize you're not doing much better than someone that's making $17 an hour at home. Mm-hmm. And he's home every day. He's making the same kind of money you are. Yeah. You know, so, and the more you're out on the road driving, the more chance you have that you're going to be in an accident. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's math. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes sense. So that's always a, a thing that seems a little bit, you know, um, always kind of just i always got told that you know you make so much money truck driving you know and then you'd hear the other guys that are like oh those were the good old days they're not here anymore mm-hmm. and it's kind of true you know yeah so i always looked for when i decided i was just going to do um like local stuff mm-hmm. when i worked for um i worked for Stuart olson their equipment mm-hmm. i would i got paid hourly there and yep. I got paid overtime, and it was awesome. I, I like that way more. And I was home every day, and I made a crap ton more money than what I ever did doing long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned that you liked Stuart Olson, and I went to 
visit there a couple times with you, and the people <coughs> seemed really good there. And They're a good com- group of guys that I worked with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was one boss that um, always had integrity. He he told me when I first started there, he's like, family's everything. You know, if you ever have a problem, you just tell me and you go, and that's it. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. You know, family comes first. And there was a couple of times where, you know, it's, I had to do something with you guys. Mm-hmm. I told him, he was like, go, see you later, man. Yeah. And there was never any backlash afterwards. Like, yeah. you know, well, you left and, you know, it wasn't anything like that. That's not the way it worked. Yeah. So, you know, that he was probably one of the best bosses I had, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Because he, he did what he said, yeah. you know. Uh, at the end, he he didn't, but... You know, that's a that's a different story. Yep. That was more company politic crap. So, mm-hmm. but all in all, though, he was he's a good he's a good man. Yeah. You know, he kind of did what he said. Um, th- the one thing a lot of people don't don't think about ever is that um, if you bought something from a store today, like if you bought a shirt or groceries or computer equipment or mm-hmm. whatever. It all came off a truck. You know, that's that's the backbone of you know, all all e commerce. Mm-hmm. You know? If it if it's on a train, it comes off a train and goes onto a truck. Mm-hmm. And then the truck delivers it. Like it's if it wasn't for trucks, big trucks, you know, there'd be a lot less things happening in this world. Yep. Um and I know a lot of people just hate big trucks. You know, they're slow. You know, mm-hmm. whatever they, you know, sometimes they get in your way, but just think that those guys are out there not being with their families. Um, you know, they're sacrificing their, their time mm-hmm. and with their loved ones. Um, so you can go out to Walmart and get groceries. So you can mm-hmm. go out to somewhere else and get a coat. So, so, you know, when your kids need, uh, a Halloween costume, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yep. you, you're with your families buying things, you know, while this guy is out there driving. I'm not saying feel sorry for him, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying give him a break on the road. Yeah. That's for me, um, you know, I always hated when guys, you know, they'll get mad at you. Like there's times where, you know, you're crawling up a hill and you're slowing down because you're heavy, you know, and then people are going around and they're just, you know, giving you the finger and, you're like, man, if I could make this go any faster, I would, you know, yeah. like, sorry. It's you like, know? I'm not purposely slowing down to inconvenience you. Yeah. It's just how it works. Yeah, it is. Same with if somebody sees a big truck on the highway, you know, chances are they want to gas it and get in front of them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a good chance that you're slowing that truck down or, you, you know, you're potentially putting yourself in an accident, mm-hmm. you know. Same with that little bit of space that they usually leave in front of a vehicle. Yep. They do that because, you know, they don't want to hurt somebody. That's yep. not a spot for you to go cut into, though. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it doesn't matter. You're a little tiny car, and you're in front of that hood. I, I might not be able to see you. Yep. You know, especially motorcycles. They're they're scary. I had I had a couple do that to me, and that was a terrifying thing. Cut in front of you? Yeah, cut in front of me. I couldn't see them. Like, I just, when they cut over, I just couldn't see them over my hood. So I, I let off as much as I could because I didn't know where they were. And yeah. I was like, oh, man. 
if I ever killed anybody doing that, I don't think I could ever drive again. You know, like it, that would just, ah, man, that would kill me. Yeah. So that's always for me the thing that I always wanted, you know, people to understand is that you know it's not it's not all easy. Yep. You know, so what do you think about truck drivers? Like, because your dad was one. So do you think you have a different outlook? Than I think most new drivers. I think a lot of kids around here have respect for truck drivers. Uh, mostly because, like, they've got dads that do long haul. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I don't like passing people to begin with, so I wouldn't try to pass a truck. And I know, because I've, I've been in your truck, like, yeah. in your big truck, and that hood, you can't see over it sometimes. You can't see what's there. So, I don't know. I wouldn't want to put myself in a position where I'm in danger or where that truck driver is uncomfortable because that's not what driving's about. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think everyone should be safe and on the road. And if you just have a little bit of patience, most of the time you've got an easy drive. Yep. You know, it's, it's the guys that are reckless and careless and want to weave through traffic and just be jerks. It's a whole other story. Yep. Do you think any other questions? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. No? No. Well. You always told me stories about truck driving, too. So yeah. There's not a lot I haven't heard. That's true. But, yeah, so there's a, there is a chance. Um, there's actually a truck place down the road. Uh, I might go see if maybe... Uh, they need somebody for part-time. Mm-hmm. So I might be out on the road again for a little bit, um, but not long haul. Just day runs and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. But that's all I got going on. Cool, cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope maybe um, there's some things that you guys might think about when you see a truck out there. I'm not saying they're all saints. You know, Truck drivers can be assholes, too. Yep. Um, but you know, majority of, majority of them are just trying to make a paycheck on the road and they're just trying to, just doing a job, just trying to bring you guys everything that you need to live. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the realness of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, uh, if you ate anything or you're wearing clothes, thank a trucker. Thank a trucker. Thank a trucker. I think I'll leave <laughs> it at that. Alrighty. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.